Hello and welcome to the Equality Commission Women in STEM podcast with me, Rebecca McKinney. Throughout the COVID pandemic, we've all relied on people like my guest today. For this edition of the STEM podcast, we have Linda Kennedy, Deputy Principal Statistician with the Northern Ireland Statistics and Research Agency, NISRA. She's here to share her knowledge of statistics as a career, her own experiences and her advice to you if you think it sounds like the job for you. Statisticians have been fundamental to tackling the coronavirus crisis. Statisticians gather data and use it to give health professionals and politicians a clear view of the situation. Good statistics are absolutely essential if we want to have government decisions, laws and policies based on evidence. Linda, thank you so much for coming in. How are you? Thank you, thanks. Glad to meet you. It's lovely (laughs) to meet you too. Tell me a little bit about your job at NISDRA. Okay, so I'm currently working on Northern Ireland employee job statistics in the Department of Finance. But in Israel, you could be posted to one of many Northern Ireland departments. We produce so many statistics on aspects of life in Northern Ireland, such as the COVID-19 statistics for the Department of Health, which you already mentioned, Rebecca. Um, the Northern Ireland baby names, it's always a popular one, that came out quite recently. Does that come from you? Not me personally, but my colleagues. I yes, love this. That comes from Nisra. Um, it's always a very popular one. Also, we do data from the Northern Ireland Census, school education statistics, and lots more. So in my current role, um, we collect employee jobs data from a sample of businesses in Northern Ireland. We check and clean the data and perform lots of statistical analyses so that we can provide estimates of the total number of employee jobs each quarter in Northern Ireland. This data is used by government to inform policies and decision making. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, through the survey data collected, we were able to estimate the number of job losses during the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's good to be working on something so high profile. And you are doing it for the girls. So tell me (laughs) if there are many women in the field of statistics and in your workplace specifically. Okay, in the field of statistics, that's something that's quite hard to quantify. Mm -hmm. Um, Some statistical roles always aren't referred to as statistician or data analyst. Um, For example, I worked in the private sector and my job title was a consultant, even though I was working in statistics. Okay. But there was recently data released that showed that only 38% of Northern Ireland students enrolled on mathematical subjects at UK higher education institutions in 2019 and 2020 were female. Um, So only 38% were pretty underrepresented in that mathematical subject. And this is why we're doing these podcasts, to try and get girls at home to listen and get educated on jobs that women are doing right here in Northern Ireland that they could so easily do as well. So um, tell me a bit about your career path because you have such an interesting story. So what qualifications do you need to get into this sort of work? Well you don't actually have to have a maths background um, to be a statistician in Israel. Um, A lot of my colleagues would have backgrounds in geography and psychology. Really? Yeah it's it's really interesting there's quite a diverse mix of backgrounds in Israel. The main eligibility criteria to apply as an assistant so that's the the grade that you would be coming in at Mm -hmm. the start so an assistant statistician and that's that you would have at least a 2-1 honours degree which includes at least one module in statistics data analysis or social science methods so we find with geography with field work and that kind of stuff there is a lot of statistics in there so it's not just for the maths people there was a recruitment competition for the assistant statisticians in august of 2020 and there should be another one coming out soon so you can keep an eye out on our NISRA social media channels, our okay. Facebook, our Twitter. We will announce any job opportunities coming up. 
So there are loads of opportunities coming up hopefully in the future. Yes. You have a first in your degree, first class honours. I do, yes. Tell, which you should be so proud of. Tell me a little bit about your career, like school, university. Were you always really good at maths? How did, how did it all start? Okay, well, since a very young age, I have been a self-professed and unashamed geek. <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm quite proud of that. Um, I enjoyed most subjects at school, but for A-levels, I chose the three I enjoyed the most and the ones I felt I was best at. Yeah. Um, so I did maths, English and home economics for A-levels. That's such an interesting <laughs> mix, isn't it? It's a bit random, <laughs> yeah. People always say it's a bit of a strange combination. I think people expect like maths and sciences yeah. to go together, where I wasn't really very good at science. So it was more the maths. Maths um, was your thing. Yeah, that I was good at, so... Yeah, those are the three um, I did. Um, I always wanted to do something I enjoyed for a living, so that's why I picked those. You went to university then? Yes, so I always wanted to go to university, so when it was time to pick my subject um, to go to uni, I chose maths because there's such a variety of job options available at the end of your education. Most seem to be very well paid as well, so... Happy days! That was another big tick. Yeah, and I went to an all-girls grammar school, so for me there wasn't really this notion of boys' subjects and girls' subjects, there was yeah. just subjects, so it sort of never crossed my mind that it would be a strange choice for me. Um, but when I walked into Queen's on the first day of my lectures, there was only about a quarter were girls. Really? Like, where are all the girls? <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I first sort of realised that maths seemed to be a boy subject. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we did lots of different types of maths at uni, um, but I find I was naturally better at and more interested in the statistics modules. Yeah. Um, so I focused on those. I liked how statistics could prove and disprove theories and tell us whether something's got better or worse and by how much. So that was the start of my path. Um, then in my second year in university, I found out I was expecting my first baby. So at the time, it definitely felt like people around me were looking at me differently, maybe yeah. talking about me and didn't think, you know, I would go on to finish um, my degree then. Um, did that push you on? Did that really yeah. spur you on to make sure that you proved them wrong? Yes, it made me so much more determined. So yes, I took my final second year exams when I was eight months pregnant. Oh I know, I remember, wow. I know, I remember I dropped, in maths we do quite a lot of stuff in pencil, mm -hmm. um, and I dropped my rubber off the table and I just thought, if I bend over to pick this up, I'm, I'm never get back getting up. back up, <laughs> so I left it there. But obviously you did prove them wrong because you did oh. unbelievably well, I graduated with a first class honours and a baby. Yes, it was very difficult. Um, at the end of my second year, I took a year out just to yeah. be with my son. And I also took on a part-time job, a part-time office job. So when I went back to my final year in uni, I had a baby and a part-time job as Fair well time. as a university course. So it was really tough when my baby was sleeping and I was studying. I also had a lot of support from my family. My yeah. mum was great. I couldn't have done it without her, but definitely spurred me on. It's definitely something I'm really proud of. Yeah, you should be. And I'm sure going through something like that and becoming a mum so young, what age is your son now? He's going to be 13. Oh my gosh, you I do know. not like old enough to have a 13 year old son. <laughs> I'm sure he must be so super proud and that probably has taught you then so much resilience when you go into the workplace now. So as a woman, have you ever found any difficulty in the workplace? Well, at the start of my career when I was working in the private sector, um, I really enjoyed the variety of work and clients, um, but it definitely felt at times that my work-life balance was too heavily weighted towards work. Um, I had a young child at home and I was struggling to balance everything. I had that constant mom guilt and I didn't really feel like I could talk about it because all the moms in the office just seemed to get on with things. Um, so that really influenced me to apply for the assistant statistician job in Nisra. Um, the flexible work in Nisra is invaluable to me. So you can start early and finish early or you can start later and finish later. In those days you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning. When I had my second child I applied for reduced hours working. 
I worked with my manager and HR in Israel to reduce my hours to 32 okay. over a four-day week. Um, so that's been so beneficial for me and my family, just having that extra day off each week. Yeah. It's mostly to get housework done, it's not, <laughs> not for anything fun. At least you have a little bit of flexibility though with the it's kids, brilliant. which must be such a relief. Yeah, and I actually feel I'm so much more productive in a four-day yeah. working week. Um, I think it's maybe what COVID in this year has taught us all. It's amazing what we can get done yeah. in a shorter period of time. In terms of the workplace, is it quite male-dominated? or what's the split like? It's not actually. So in Nisra, we have 53% are female at the minute. Um, In my own team, there are six of us and there are only two males. So in all the teams I've worked in Nisra, it's been quite split or actually more females. That's progressive, it's good. Definitely, Strong, powerful women who are good at maths. So what sort of qualities, apart from being being good with sums, (laughs) do you need for this job? Okay, well, yes, you definitely do have to be confident with numbers and have good analytical skills. But as these statistics are being released to the public and used by government to make decisions, they need to be trustworthy and accurate. Um, You need to pay close attention to the detail of your statistical releases. You don't want something going out and some member of the public saying there's a mistake here. You also need to be a good team player and also comfortable working alone. You also need to be able to communicate statistics to non-statisticians. That would be something we're really focusing on as well, how to get the message across to those who don't have a statistical or maths background, just to understand the main stories. Yeah, I suppose that's actually what this year, again, another thing that we've learned through COVID, because now I feel like we are so used to almost hearing daily stats that we probably never would have focused on that before and it's that must be a challenge for you guys to make because I'm sure the stats that you have are complicated and to almost make sure they are public friendly that's probably been something you've really had to work on. Yes definitely and we're really keen to improve on our user engagement sort of meet the public more find out what they want you know what are we not doing that we could do and I think with the COVID statistics um, people have heard the name Nisra more and Mm -hmm. maybe know of us um, a little bit more because of that definitely raise the profile yeah so tell me from your experience best and worst aspects of statistics as a career okay well I think you definitely have a transferable set of skills um, so statisticians can work for many different organizations on many different issues and you're applying the same or similar techniques so these days even supermarkets have their own statisticians who analyze the customer data from loyalty schemes to improve their targeting of products and services and due to the statistical processing cycle there's such a variety of work involved with being a statistician so no two weeks are the same for me there's also definitely a lot of fake news out there at the minute and mm-hmm. as a statistician you definitely become more tuned to looking into claims more closely and checking their authenticity and just to be accurately informed. But one of the best things about being a statistician is definitely being able to provide meaningful data that can really make a difference um, and everyone in Israel is is really focused on that. In terms of the worst things about being a statistician, simple things that when I'm out for dinner with my friends, I'm always nominated as the one who splits the bill and works out how much everyone owes. I have a friend like that too. <laughs> they think I'll really enjoy those statistics. Um, and when a maths question comes up in a quiz, everyone looks at me and I'm always expected to know the answer. So yeah, they, they are the worst things for me. For me, I love being a statistician, so I couldn't say anything day to day that I, I really hate. You do sound like you really do love your job, which is amazing in this day and age. Have you got any advice if there are any girls young women listening right now who are intrigued in this kind of career any advice for her yeah well if you think a statistical career in Nidra in particular is for you then do please follow Nidra on our social media channels and keep out for job announcements 
But just in general, I'd recommend doing your research on potential employers. So with your skills, you're going to offer a lot to an organisation. So make sure the pay and benefits reflect this. And I'm going to really show my age now. Um, I know when you're in your 20s, thinking about your pension isn't high on your priority list. But the civil service offers a great employer contribution. So it really made sense for me to enrol. And you'll never regret paying into your pension too early. Being sensible is good. You're even laughing at yourself, but that's the kind of sensible advice that people need. Yeah, also check things like flexible working and home working were important to me. So if that's important to you, also check that out. Also for me, I want to be continually improving and learning new skills. So make sure the employer is offering good development and promotion opportunities if that's something you're interested in. And finally, I would say don't let anything stop you from doing what you want to do. There are no boys or girls subjects, just subjects. And what a way to end. Linda, you have been brilliant. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us today on the podcast. I know you're going to inspire lots of our listeners to consider a career in statistics. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is one of a short series of podcasts from the Equality Commission for Northern Ireland, focusing on women in science, technology, engineering and mathematics with me, Rebecca McKinney. Thanks for listening and see you next time.